And we're back. Here we are. Episode eight. Here we are. Yeah. Those are twos. Yep. I'm Shay. I'm Tim. We are joined by the man of the NCA right now. Marvelous. Yeah. Morgan Beatles. Infamous. Oh, we decided infamous. Infamous is a a bad word, Shay. The stupendous. Okay. Um, we are joined by Morgan Beatlescum, who, we're going to get right to it, has personal best of 147.85 in the 800, a full mile of 352.03, a 3K of 743.22, 5K of 1317.16, and a 2854 10K. Yeah, so this range. That is, um. we're going to go right from the gun right now, Morgan. Do you think you have the best range in the NCAA? I've had this conversation with my coach and uh you know we'd argue Avdi Nur he's got some pretty impressive PRs um I you know so I think it's between us yeah. too he's got to run at eight so yeah find out. I don't know if he's running 147 Morgan yeah you know uh <laughs> yeah yeah no he he's not <laughs> he is not but uh I think his his 15's a little bit quicker than mine I think I got him in the mile he's definitely got me in the 5k um yeah but uh, I got him in cross, so, yeah. so we go this, back and forth. It's it's a good uh, good little rivalry. This leads to a conversation that we were having earlier. What could you run in a four right now, Morgan? Ooh, um, so I was supposed to be in a four by four. Actually, when I ran that eight hundred, my coach had me in a four by four instead. So I think I could have split a forty-eight. That's what we were saying. That was my guess. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I, I think I could have gotten in the forty-eights, but uh, there's a lot of coulds. There's always coulds. Um, what do you What are you planning on right now for the rest of the year? I know we got regionals coming up. What are you uh, You yeah. doubling or you going all in on something? Five K, right? Five K. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, doubling didn't really pay off in indoor. <laughs> Uh, that was a weird race. I know how I should have run it tactically, but I think I'm going to go all in on the five and then, you know, save something for, um, save something for indoor national or outdoor nationals. Um, you know, USA's definitely yeah. got, got a lot left and I'm not going to be able to take my foot off the gas. Like I was in March. Awesome. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to ask was, uh, before XC Nats and, Florida or was it Oklahoma? I heard that you guys drink cherry juice and Gatorade for like the heat. Why cherry juice? Oh no, we drink cherry juice uh, to recover from workouts. Oh, it's after. Oh, it's after workouts. Yeah, yeah. We drink um, Gatorade mixed. Do you guys know what Gator lights are? They're like little electrolyte packets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we just drank that mixed with Gatorade, and then um, we had cherry juice after workouts, and sometimes after a run. Uh, depends on how long the run was, but like, yeah, that was more recovery. And then uh, Gator Lights stay hydrated. Okay. What do you think the best like recovery tool that you use is? Post workout, post race, whichever it is. Um, yeah, I'm a real sucker for those fireflies. I know I'm like sponsored by them, but I really got sponsored by them because I love them. That's fine. And like, they're so simple, and it's so easy to use. Um, but of course, like, I always stick to rolling and like. I don't know. Everybody's got a lacrosse ball or something in their bag. Uh, it's easy to get, you know, the calves, hamstrings, feet, whatever you need to roll uh, taken care of. And then, yeah, worst case scenario, I pretty much always have a little pair of those fireflies in my bag, even did, at work. Yeah. Did you use Firefly, like that specific brand before uh, you got the sponsorship? Because I saw the sponsorship online. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I used them at the trials. I didn't actually hear about them before the trials. And then um, my coach met them at like some golf outing, met the sales rep at a golf outing. And they're like, my coach just comes to practice. He's like, Morgan, try these. Like, you're the only one still racing. Just try these and let me know if we should buy them. And I'm like, okay. Um, so I, yeah, I just threw them on. And then I really liked the way that they uh, made my legs feel after a flight. And I was like, oh, nice. So I just, yeah, I just started using them. And then I'm like, Hey, are we buying them? And they're like, no, nah, we barely got budget for Gatorade. So I just emailed the guy and I'm like, Hey, uh, don't know if my coach is going to buy this stuff or not, but like, I like your brand. So have you used the Normatex? Three pair. And they're like, yeah, do some Instagram posts. Nice. Have you uh, used the Normatex at all? Yeah. Yeah. I've, um, we used to use those all the time. Like, How would you like compare the Firefly to Normatex? they're much less cumbersome and like, especially to set up, it's so much easier. Um, but yeah, I mean the feeling that you get immediately after you stand up in the Normatex, it's like, you can tell that they did something, you know, like, you know, when you sit on a wall or the blood rushes, uh, yeah, you, yeah. Feel, you can feel like that an almost like burning sensation in your legs. Yeah. And then you get that blood rush as yeah. soon as you stand up. Yeah, you, you know that it did something. And the fireflies, it takes a little bit to walk around. Like, you get a little tingling feeling. And then once that goes away, you're like, oh, nice. This is, like, this worked. Um, and, yeah, the feeling is a little bit different. I, I read the paper, like, the paper that they were based on and the, all the research that it was based on. And, like, they're apparently three times more effective than the Normatex wow. at producing blood flow. Jeez. And I was like, oh, geez. And yeah, I mean, I can wear them on airplanes, <laughs> like yeah. buses. Yeah, that's but a clutch. Do Got to look into those for sure. Yeah, our house might be making a purchase pretty soon. Yeah, Dude, they are so cheap too. Like compared to the Normatex, the name brand and the like the Hyperice stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have um, a code or something God, for the Fireflies? What's that? Do you have a code or something? I'm going to plug you like right now. I think it's 15. in my bio. If it doesn't work, just like text me and I'll, I'll send it <laughs> out. Good. I got to... Yeah. If it doesn't work, let me know so I can update it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I love those things. I put them on on the bus. And like, if you see me in an airport, odds are I just have them on under my pants. <laughs> <laughs> like just around, because they go under your knees. So they go around your knees. So I just got them on under my pants. And like, nobody knows until my leg starts twitching when I'm sitting down. Till you till you hop in TSA yeah. with them on and all of a sudden you're getting patted down in the back room because they oh, think yeah, you're strapped. Like, just throw me in the back room. <laughs> Right. Um, so something we've been doing a lot is getting into, uh, like listener questions. I don't want to say fan cause that sounds cringy. Yeah. Uh, like listener questions for each of our guests. So you kind of, before we get going, we'll see what they had to say. So one of these, I think the wording of this one is my favorite. What made you want to flip the switch from being good to really good? I don't know if that's I like mean, a... <laughs> to want yeah. to be good yeah. yeah no i always strive for motor or mediocre and then i'm like ah oh, this is boring i just decided to be good one day yeah. nah it was uh i don't know it was just a few good races that i had um i'm assuming their question is like when did you get good? yeah yeah that's yeah. that was my assumption as well <laughs> yeah it's like i i just got thrown into a couple races where i was a little bit over my head um, I think the first one I was like put in a 5k with Peter Seufer and you know, I wasn't expected to win that Alabama had a couple of guys there. It was an indoor race in, uh, in Iowa and they're like, yeah, just try and try and compete. My coaches just told me to compete. Like your PR is 1347. They're going to pace for 1340. Like just 
you know, start slow and move up. And I wound up winning and running a 1331, like 16 seconds for my outdoor time. And I'm like, Hey, this is a pretty good day. <laughs> you know, did you think you had a and shot? Then, um, at, okay. Uh, did that? you think you had a, so that was the year that COVID happened, right? Francie's. Yeah. Did you think you had a shot yeah. at the 5k title? Honestly, um, I don't, I don't think I did because it was like, uh, it was at altitude. I'd never run at altitude. Like, I don't know. It, I might've been saved some embarrassment looking back, knowing what it takes now, um, compared to what I had in me back then. Like I, yeah, I definitely was not in the same shape. Um, never run at altitude. Like I had that one really good race. I kind of got, I got by big tens. I won big tens kind of by the skin of my teeth. Uh, I just had a lot of growing up to do as it pertained to like those championship races. And I think I've done that since then. Um, but maybe an outdoor, I think I would have had a better, much better shot. Uh, and we also like, we kind of just train through indoor. We don't really taper a whole lot. We'll taper for like four days. We'll come off the weekend and like Sunday, you take a, you take a Sunday off or trot around for 20 minutes. And then you just drop your mileage for the week of and do a, do a light workout. And like, that's your taper for indoor. Um, so so it's, it's a much different. Yeah. I saw you tweeted, like you said, mileage is arbitrary. Do you think, so how does that like fit into that? Like tapering? Also, what is your mileage now? Yeah. Let's get a mileage number and then (laughs) an answer. I know my Strava isn't right because I'll just like go and trot around or like I won't set my GPS and it just guesses. Um, so if my, yeah, my Strava isn't really accurate. Uh, I normally keep it around 85 to 90 cross country. I like hit low hundreds, um, but it's more like what work do you need to do and how do you fit that in? Um, that's what That's what our plan is. We do have a mileage number. Like my coach wants me to go between 85 and 90 miles. Uh, but it's more like, okay, that's, that's the number we come to from designing your workouts, designing your base runs, uh, recovery days, like what, what do you need to run when? And then we have a range. It's not, I need to hit 90 miles. Let's fill that gap. Let's fill that space. Um, it, and then on Sundays, like Sundays are recovery day, uh, yeah, it's like we we meet mileage needs, but if I'm feeling like I run for an hour, I run for an hour. If that's seven miles, it's seven miles. If it's 10 miles, it's 10 miles. Whatever I need to do, it doesn't really matter. Um, it, and yeah, it is arbitrary. It's a good metric for understanding how much work you're doing. Um, but I go on 20-minute runs like every morning just to shake my legs out. I definitely count that in mileage, whatever I get. Those are the days I most of the time shut my GPS off. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's like, okay, this is about how much I did. I'll count it as two and a half, three miles, whatever. Yeah, so you're saying like mileage and training isn't a, isn't that specific number. I feel like people very often fall victim to the like, oh, my coach says I need to run 90 miles this week. Well, I need to hit 90 miles. Yeah, I fall victim to that, bro. Yeah, I know you <laughs> It's <have>. me. <laughs> but you're more so saying that training is like, like the way to sufficiently train is to do what your body needs you to do or to fill the gaps that you need to fill. It's not like saying I, if I run 90 miles a week this week, that's going to is what specifically is going to make me better. There might be other things that make you better. Yeah. You know, um, I think the biggest part of being good at running is follow whatever program you're on. If you have a coach that's like, you need to do this. Don't listen to me. 
just don't. <laughs> I don't know you. I, I don't know your training. I, yeah, like, don't listen to me. I don't know that much. Um, so that's number one. <laughs> but the way that we train and, you know, if there's somebody trying to coach themselves, um, trying to coach, like some high school kid trying to coach themselves, doesn't have a distance coach on their team. Yeah, mileage is a good metric to understand how much work you put in. It should be more of a retrospect number. Like I did this last week, um, not I'm trying to do this this week. Your your weekly plan should be based on what kind of workouts you want to do and what kind of base runs you feel like make you feel good or feel fit. Recovery runs. How much time do you need to recover? Do you need to split that work up? Like that kind of thing. I think that fits in well with another question someone asked was, what have you learned from running? God, I, I've learned so much, mostly since like 2020, just how my mind operates. That was be that would be like the number one thing is just like how to how to control my own headspace. Um, because of course, since then it's like I, I stopped running with headphones, which sounds insane when you go hundred miles a week. But uh the biggest yeah, the biggest thing I learned is like how to control my own thoughts and not let myself spiral when I'm alone on these runs, on these long runs, um, without any music to like zone out to. Um, I mean, also you learn how to avoid injury. You learn to, you know, you learn to assess when you're sick pretty easily. I don't know if anybody else has found that, but like I can tell in my runs when I'm getting sick before I can tell when I'm like sitting around getting sick. Yeah. Um, so just being able to self-assess is a huge part of running. Of course, the discipline is there. Every college athlete, you know, we can't skip runs. Um, we can't skip workouts, can't skip lifts, or it's detrimental um, to to training unless, like, you need a day off. And then you can, you know, you know to take one. That is your work for the day to relax. So cutting corners isn't really an option for us. Yeah, I think, um, I think that's yeah. really interesting because I would argue that running more so than any other sport is like the one sport where you spend the most amount of time inside of your own head in a day. Like doing something that's difficult, putting your body through pain, but you're the only thing that's there most of the time. Yeah, and it's not like like football, it's a three and a half hour game, three hour game, but you're checking in with your teammates every 30 seconds to a minute at most. Yeah. Um, you know, we're on warmups, we, we're on warmups, cool downs for an hour whatever running sometimes by ourselves most of the time not really talking too much um and then the races themselves you're the longer your races the more self-assessing you have to do and the more time you spend in your own own headspace without a coach so like my main race is 13 minutes long but what other athlete doesn't talk to a coach or doesn't have a conversation about their sport for 13 minutes at a time yeah right um kind of transitioning here this is a this is a question that i think i i think was probably maybe the best one Great this question. was from sam parsons would you rather beat abdi in a 5k or mario in the 1500 at ncaa's i mean i guess we're kind of finding that right now yeah, like, yeah. to find out that, that was a <laughs> that and uh it wasn't a, it wasn't an easy choice at all like yeah, I went back and forth about it for a while. I really like we really took it down to the wire deciding what we wanted to do. Um, and it, I have so much respect for both of those guys. Like Mario is wicked fast off of any pace. 
he can close in a 25. It just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what race it is. Yeah. He can close in a 25 off of a, a 408 mile, which we saw, or he can close in a 25 and run a 336.15 and just, yeah, drop Iliad Kipsang. Kipsang. Yeah. Like, and that's not an easy guy. Yeah, he is crazy yeah. like speed He's right nuts, now. But I, I don't know. I think your positioning on the last lap, I think you could have got him if you were like positioned like a little better on that last lap. For indoor. Oh yeah, I mean, four hundred to go, six six hundred to four hundred to go. I was running like an idiot. Like I had amazing positioning, and I just gave it up. Um, it might have been a different race, but like that's that's part of the game. Is yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing with racing. There's always going to be pieces of a race when you go back and watch that you can nitpick, that you can pull stuff out, and it can be the most direct reason why oh, you yeah. think you lost, or it can be something minor. Oh yeah, yeah. No, um, I've I've nitpicked that race a lot. <laughs> Have you enjoyed uh, you coming? Kind of oh, sorry. I keep cutting off. Sorry. Have you enjoyed like coming down a distance from the 5K to the mile recently? I enjoy not being a one trick pony. Yeah. Um, like you know, that. my, my 1500 before I started running 5Ks was not that great. I ran like a 330 or yeah, 346 my freshman year. Um, and I, yeah, I wasn't like, crazy good uh at those fast 15s and then i i was 11th in our conference i made the final barely and then i was like 11th so my coach drenth was like yeah we think you're you're a 5k guy um you'll just do a couple like sit and kick 15s you know no rabbits just to just to tune up and then all of a sudden simino the new coach um the new distance coach was like Let's put you in an 800. Let's just see what happens. And I ran 148. And I'm like, ah, we saw what happened. <laughs> like, you know, just just be patient and uh, try to try to kick them down the last 200. And that's exactly what I did. It's like, hey, you might be better at something other than the uh, than the 5K. And um, yeah, then the mile indoor, it was like Cooper. Uh, I think his coach called like last second to get me into that race. Um, and I guess I didn't disappoint. <laughs> Well, yeah, I was going to ask, what is that experience like? What was that, that specific race like? And also, what did you think of the track? Because we raced there as well. It was an interesting track. I like that track. Everybody was like, oh, it's really steep. It's really steep. I liked it. Is, the uh, turns were so long. That was the thing. And you're, you're a bigger guy, too. Those turns are long. You're leaning the whole time. I think there was less of the steepness and more of the long turns, short straights. Yeah. Um... I really, I really didn't notice him. I was mostly like focused on Cooper and Cole's back. Just like, don't let him get away. Don't let him get away. Don't let him drop me. Yeah, I, you made a I move didn't think about him. it too much. Yeah. What, what was going through your mind when you made the move on him there? Like this was a race you were pulled into for them to go try to break the American record. And all of a sudden you find yourself there with 400 to go ready to make a move. So going in the last 200, um, I, I felt my, like, I felt my kick leaving. You know, you get that feeling where yeah. your legs get heavy and you're like, now or never. So, I mean, I've never been a guy to think about who I'm racing. Um, so I've just got that now or never feeling and instinctively just went. Um, obviously, it didn't work, but it was a cool, it was a cool try. <laughs> it was a cool try. It was a really cool awesome. try. You gained a lot of fans that day, I'd say. I feel like I feel like yeah, you, you know I I feel like I was uh that meme where like it's the guy screaming and like shooting champagne and he's just in third place. I was <laughs> third place. That's funny. <laughs> um, this is another good question. What race has brought you the most fulfillment this year and why? Oh, that mile, absolutely. 
yeah between that mile and uh the ncaa mile um just because like everybody was telling me oh you know he's gonna he's gonna go to the front he's got to go to the front he's got to make it fast it's got to be a fast race for him to compete uh you know he's a 5k guy he's got to compete you know off a kick or you can't compete off of a kick and then i did <laughs> there we are so. yeah. shows you got range that range is opening up what what are you yeah. most looking forward to in your professional career and when did you when did when did you really know like in your head you're like i'm going i'm going pro now it's, it's not a question well i i quit a job i had a good engineering job lined up um before the trials and then when i made it to the trials i called them and i'm like hey yeah uh, i won't be showing up it was <laughs> down in south carolina like it was uh yeah it with Michelin, you know, great job lined up. Um, they were going to pay for like part of my grad school, I think. And yeah, it was a, it was a good gig. And after that, I'm like, yeah, I think I want to do this a lot more. Was, and, was, uh, Cause you said it was Michelin were cars, something you've always been into. Cause I saw that you, you've been building motorcycles for a while, right? Yeah, no, I, I really enjoy cars. I really like motors. Just, I got, I got a degree in engineering so that I could work on cars. I worked for Ford. I did a summer internship with Ford. I really liked them. Um, yeah, I really, really enjoy the automotive world. Uh, I did, I am building a motorcycle still. I'm trying to find an electric motor for it. Um, yeah, I, I have a car that I'm building, built. It works, it runs, it's fun to drive. Um, it's just a work in progress. What kind of car? Yeah, yeah. what kind of car is it? The BMW M3. Oh shit, what? That's crazy. Yeah, I got a I got a 2003 BMW M3. It's got uh, 197,000 miles on it, and it'll still do 150. How much Shit. did you get it for? Uh, I think I paid like 6,500 for it. Awesome. This thing awesome. is like, my girlfriend hit it with her car. <laughs> she backed into it, backed into it, dented the door. Like, the the hood was dented when I got it. I had to put a new hood on it. I put a carbon fiber hood on it. The it's a convertible, so like the top's falling apart and like i gotta get it i'm trying to get a hard top for it but there's like a couple hundred of them in the u.s yeah. um yeah no it's uh it is a work in progress to put it lightly i had to get new wheels because the wheel was broken leaking like yeah. have you always been it's like a, a bmw fan is that something you've been trying to do for a while i've been an m3 fan i love the e46 i love that two early 2000s model um after like need for speed most wanted that's what the main car was. And I'm like, I want one of those. So yeah, I, I love those cars. I like German cars. Yeah. In general. I, we Shay, I Shay's more of a, <laughs> yeah. Shay's more of a Porsche guy. He's not really a yeah. Beamer guy. Here. I should have called you. I, I bought a Boxster. Um, it was like a 2003 Boxster. Um, and the engine was like toast. I should have called you up. <laughs> we pulled this thing out of the place where he bought it. And it's yeah. a little two seater in there. The hood's up. And there's no ventilation whatsoever. Whole car starts smoking. The whole, like, just the box right. that we're in just starts pouring out with smoke when we drive oh off of the lot with this thing. Let me just say, I <laughs> test drove it for, like, a while, and that thing was ripping. A while it was fine. is maybe two and a half minutes as I sat and waited while you and Parker it test drove it. <laughs> it was a while. And then as soon as we got off the lot, started smoking. We pulled over a block later, had to get it towed. Same thing happened with my Beamer. <laughs> do not Perfect. it was like an hour and a half down the road i pulled off the lot i bought it in virginia beach pulled off the lot i'm driving down the highway it's smoking turns out um drain plug was loose when they changed the oil some idiot oh. didn't tighten it all the yeah. way but like 
obviously. That's a good problem to have. Yeah, though, compared his thing to the was engine. inoperable. Yeah. Never like, worked again. Out. I'm like, what the hell? No, but I sold I it for money. parts to this guy in New York. So I got he sold it like six days later. Yeah, it's a stressful six days, but it's good I almost bought experience. a Boxster. Really? Before I bought my M3, I was I was considering it. Yeah, no, I love those cars. The little, little they're so four. cool. I love the silver ones. So <laughs> when you think about like life outside of running, what is that for you? And and what is it post running also for you? Um, I mean, I did just get my master's in electrical engineering, so I'm gonna try to stay in that realm. Um, but no, I mean, obviously, I work on cars. I I got a lot to do. I I try to stay busy outside of running. Just, I know if I'm only running, my head will explode. I'll just do too much. Um, I think it's good that I have distractions just so, you know, if I'm getting some aches or pains, I don't overwork them or like, I don't know, just collapse in on myself trying to nitpick races. Uh, so yeah, I, I think I'm just going to stick with cars, stick with the engineering field, try and get some like part-time job or just some, somebody I can help some private engineer. I can help out um, professional engineer and yeah, be, be boring, be a nerd. So that's what you'd want to do while professional running. Cause like we know, I mean, we Rob similarly, you know, had a job also outside of running. Is that something you'd want to do while you're still running? Yeah, I think so. I'm working in a lab right now. Um, I've been working on campus all year and it's not, crazy difficult to juggle like i don't know it, my my boss is awesome so uh he really he really tolerates me uh leaving for days at a time half the week and just working on my own and just trust that stuff gets done um which is awesome and yeah it does get done so is there i mean you, you probably don't want to answer this because i was going to say is there a dream company that you'd want to go you know go with after this year but you know i uh, yeah that's probably unanswerable at the moment but i'm sure we'll find <laughs> out in a few months yeah no you, you'll you'll find out soon before usa is no, probably i i haven't like come across anybody where i'm just like i really hate you that's good <laughs> in the pro realm where like everybody every decision i've had to make um whether it pertains to teams or agents or companies it's been really tough because like everybody's pretty genuine and really nice and um they they all want to help you out i mean some want to help you out for like for different reasons uh, but all most of them have your best interests in mind and like yeah i i think um pretty much everybody that i've talked to so far has has given a yeah has given me reason to want to go with them it's good it's awesome to hear that. I mean, it sounds like there's plentiful options there. So that's, that's cool. Yeah. So now that, you know, being a professional runner is something that's at the forefront of your future. What do you think about the whole concept of that? You, you have to build a brand around yourself and you have to help market yourself while you're competing as well. Yeah. I don't think it's terrible. I mean, we don't do a lot of work. <laughs> like, um, but also it's on these companies to provide us with like photographers or videographers or just somebody to keep track of what we're doing because you know while we're running and while we're practicing i don't want to have to carry a phone on me i don't want to have to carry a camera um i don't mind doing i love doing stuff like this like anybody who asked me to come on a podcast i don't care how new it is or like nobody watches it or if it's huge like the the city is mag podcast i i don't care um i love doing any anything like this uh in my free time 
but I think it's up to the companies to show what we do in competition and in practice. Um, and as long as, you know, there's a good balance, which right now I don't think there is for a lot of companies and a lot of teams, um, then yeah, I, I like it. I like the concept of us uh, being responsible for our own brand outside of, outside of running and outside of practice or in competition. Um, but yeah, we need, we need help. <laughs> I mean, even, even NCAA athletes, right? Like, I mean, pretty much every, every track and field athlete that I talked to is like, yeah, we only get photographers for a couple meets. Um, we were, we were told last year to like start taking pictures and bring our phones to practice so that we could get media coverage. <laughs> wow. That is absurd. That's crazy. So on that, why Michigan state? How'd you, how'd you arrive there? Oh, I, the coach, um, Drenth was awesome. Uh, I mean, he's just, the way his brain works was, is just, uh, unlike anything else I had seen. Um, he's an amazing coach. I really fit in with the guys. They're just a bunch of really hardworking guys. Like none of us were really studs in high school. Um, we'll get a foot locker guy every once in a while. Like we got Riley Ho next year and God, everybody's so excited about that kid. I don't know if you know who that is. Uh, Michigan high school kid, yeah, one yeah. foot locker. Yeah. Um, just, yeah, absolute stud, but really uncommon. And everybody's just there. They want to work really hard. And most of us don't see a career in running because you know, our backgrounds, our family backgrounds don't allow for it. Um, so we just enjoy it while we have it. And we work really hard in school. And uh, yeah, we just want to win races and then continue on with our lives. Um, Again, I'm, I'm a rare case. Uh, Justin Kippertich is another rare case. He wound up going professional. Um, but yeah, those, those guys just work really, really hard. That's interesting. And it's cool to a lot see, of fun to be yeah. around. It's cool to see that, like, I don't know, usually everyone that's running in college wants to go pro. It's interesting to see a team that maybe knows it's not for them, just based on whatever family background, whatever, and they still, like, are going for it every day. Yeah, no, I, that's what I loved. I absolutely loved it because it's not this toxic culture of like trying to compete for the best contracts or trying to compete to like show each other up. Um, well, not for the best contracts. We're just jerks. Like we just, yeah, that's why we do it. <laughs> Is this like a PG-13 or I don't know. No, you not say at whatever all. you want. Not here. at all. Okay, thank God. No, we, we fuck with each other every <laughs> day. It is it is awesome. Um, yeah. There's just so much back and forth. Like it's relentless. And that's the only reason we want to beat each other. That's, that's it. <laughs> that's um, funny. It's not that we don't want to run professionally and it's there. If you want to do it and you can do it, the opportunity is there. Absolutely. This is, it has not been a difficult process for me to transition so far. Um, just because everybody around us is so knowledgeable and the running community is so willing to help you. But we just, we're just spiteful people and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I like that perspective there. That yeah. leads me, speaking of kind of joking around a little bit, uh, one last um, listener question because we forgot this one. Was who is your mom's favorite Twitter account? Oh, God. Um, that's from Track Jeans. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Track Jeans asked the question, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, my my mom met him out at uh out at the trials 
That's funny. I think they, <laughs> they might have gotten a picture together. That's funny. But uh, he definitely took a bunch of pictures of me with my mom. And <laughs> yeah. Is track gene still not supposed to be? I don't know. Is yeah. it known yet? Like, do you know? Yeah. Like, we know the individual name, but I don't know if that's public knowledge. I think he's anonymous right now still. Has he done I, a face reveal? I knew. Oh, this is going to make me sound like a jerk. I'm terrible with names. I knew his name when I was in Oregon, but I haven't, like, talked to him in so long. Um, Starts with a D. I'll sure say that. Oh, he's dropping hints now. So, Twitter, go crazy. <laughs> Find him. It starts with a D. Are you more of an Instagram no. or a Twitter guy, Morgan? Instagram is just so much. I, I get so many more memes on Instagram. Twitter's too serious for me. Twitter can be funny if you like cultivate the right like uh, follow algorithm. Yeah, whatever. if you get your algorithm to be yeah. right, get that thing locked. I go in. on Twitter for jokes. Twitter's my happy place. And news, jokes and news. No, I go Instagram for news. Okay. I like try to get my algorithm. Like Instagram is just like perfectly what my brain wants now. I just don't follow anything that would just would be garbage now. People get angry. Ben Crawford recommended that I follow Freddie Gibbs. And Freddie Gibbs is a great <laughs> follow, bro. Freddie Gibbs just got jumped yeah. in Buffalo by West Side Gun yeah, and got his chain snatched. Prayers for Gibbs right now. He's down bad. God, no, that that guy is so funny. And <laughs> his, his Twitter is hilarious. But, like, the difference between my posts and my likes on, if you go through my Twitter, it's mostly just running posts or like every once in a while I'll retweet something stupid or like calling out a coach that's out of his mind. Oh, that is, that is one of our favorite territories of yours on Twitter. <laughs> and, uh, and then my likes are just like, just dumb, just dumb memes. Well, if you want a good, a good Twitter follow, follow at Shay on Twitter. Yeah. Shay bought the username to get the name Shay. <laughs> It's yep. just Shay. S-H-E-A. He found the guy, hunted him down. <laughs> says his Twitter was started. What year does it say your yeah. account was No, started? he started in 2007. He was at like the South by Southwest, like where they released Twitter. They like announced it and he just made one there. And now so, now our like, buddy has that Shay. He's followed by Barack Obama. Yeah. Just uh, yeah, swear to friends. God. Swear to God. Go look at who follows Shay. Barack Obama follows Shay. I swear on my life. Barack Obama follows oh, Shay on Twitter. <laughs> Yeah, my favorite account that I don't follow that I just get a bunch of stuff from is drill because it's just nonsense. It's <laughs> not even funny. It's just ruined my sense of humor. Absolutely ruined my sense of humor. Twitter can be but a dark, funny place. It's not it like Instagram is more of a cute, yeah. funny place. Twitter can get pretty dark and weird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but no, like I'll get a bunch of running. I'll get a bunch of running stuff on both of them, which is nice. But then I'll just get dumb videos on Instagram and I, I send them to all my friends. Like I use that. I forget to post on Instagram just because I spend most of my time sending stuff to my friends in the <laughs> group chats. That's it's, funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, so something I think, I think a lot of runners definitely have it is a person they want to beat. And I know we talked about Abdi before, but is there anyone specifically that you want to beat? You're like, I want to, I want to check that name off the box. So I want to get one back or something like that. I mean, pretty much anybody I line up with, I, I know everybody, I know I got to beat Brian Faye now. Like yeah. after, after Chicago or um, not Chicago, after uh, California. And, you know, I gotta, I gotta come back and beat like, Colin Cooper because everybody knows that they dragged me through a PR mile and it's like I gotta gotta show that I'm just as good as them now I like that yeah. there we go we're and, stepping up yeah, with it you know you know Sidious Mag hyped up the the Nagus B Beetlescombe race and the the 3k wasn't anything that I wanted 
um, coming off that mile was a different feeling. I think my biggest mistake there was just not going to the front and trying to run it, like yeah. run the whole thing from the front. But anyways, it wasn't a, it wasn't a good race. Um, for me, I don't think, I don't think Yard thinks it's a good race for him either, but yeah, those are, there's a lot of guys I want to be. I mean, Fisher and Chalima would be fun. Woody Kincaid. Just let's get them all yeah. now. Let's get Kipchoge out here. Just line them up. Everybody. Just line them up on the wall right now for Morgan. Yeah, <laughs> he's coming for everyone. Everyone, let that be known. If yeah. you run, Morgan no, you wants know, to meet you. The craziest person I've ever raced was absolutely Woody Kincaid in that trial in the final at the trials because I'm pretty sure I passed him four different times. <laughs> so does that say he's and crazy I, I or does that say you're crazy? No, because I never moved back. I started <laughs> at the very back, and then I wound up in sixth, and I never, like, I think my highest place was fifth, and I don't think I was dropping back a lot, but I passed him, like, four different times, and um, and I watched the 10K, and I think he did the same thing, just back and forth. I'm like, dude, yeah, he's a crazy racer. Yo-yos? Yeah. <laughs> what was the biggest lesson, maybe on the track or off the track, that you took from the trials last year? Don't follow Woody Kincaid. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, don't try to start out in first that uh, or even fourth. Like my NCAA outdoor was bad, bad, because <laughs> I just went straight behind Cooper and tried to. I thought that was far enough back that I could get out of the get out of the stuff, but I really had somebody on my heels like the whole time. Um, wound up getting cut off pretty hard by Grijalva just because like I stuck my nose so far up front that everybody was fighting for the lead at the end. Um, yeah, no, I think uh, the the trials is like, oh yeah, it's best to start near the back. Yeah, and <laughs> and slide up, work your way up. Interesting. Like, so I like the play. You know, I really learned that lesson at NCAA's. Tried it out in the trials, and I think yeah, that was that was the number one lesson. And also, I belong there. I think that was important. Yeah, kind of walking out with that, just that sense of like, I I deserve to be here, kind of thing. Like these aren't the people I look up to anymore. They're now my competitors. I'm sure that yeah. was probably a a weird thing to notice when you're stepping on the track there. And it's like these runners that I've looked at for the last five years who I've almost idolized, I now have to go get them right now. Oh yeah. I definitely idolized them. Like, absolutely. I still was fanboying over them after the, after the race. <laughs> um, no, I, I loved it. It was, it was really funny though. Cause everybody was like walking the line, super serious, like deadpan poker face and my friends and like my athletic trainer who they didn't let in, they just wouldn't let him in the meet uh he got a ticket and like everybody was on the back stretch like screaming and i just walked up and went hey guys <laughs> thanks for coming and everybody else is just straight to the line i'm just i'm loving it so i think it's really important i i learned i race best when i'm just enjoying the atmosphere having a good time um yeah and yeah just enjoying the race i really i took that into cross nationals i took that into chicago um, Milrose, I took that into Milrose and like, it's not that I'm just, Oh, lucky to be here. Happy to be here. I'm going to work, but I'm going to enjoy the whole atmosphere. I'm going to enjoy every part of it. And yeah, I think that takes some pressure off, but also it helps. It motivates me. So what, this is kind of what you just said, but like, so after, before COVID you run 1331 at Iowa state, COVID happens and what do you do? Where do you go for the next year before next season? I just like, I, I think I cut to like one workout a week. Um, and then I drove DoorDash. And 
I just I did that too. Yeah. Absolutely put running on the back burner. Like I just went for runs. I stopped keeping track of my mileage real seriously. I think I went from 80 to 95 miles a week just because I was bored. Um and the weather was beautiful. Like I lived out in the middle of nowhere, so it was all dirt roads. Uh I worked in a lab, so I went virtual. I had a bunch of time on my hands and yeah, I just I kind of learned to take it less seriously. Um focused on, you know, if I felt something popping up injury wise, it was like, just take care of it right off the bat. And I, I didn't get injured at all. It was, it was really nice. I up my mileage. And then towards the end of the summer, um, I went from one workout a week back to two, you know, kept the same mileage, just up the intensity a little bit, stopped driving DoorDash as much. Um, and yeah, I, I just really turned into a hobby jogger for a good three months and it was nice. It was awesome side no not side note just complete switch up what's your favorite movie god i haven't like actually sat down and watched a movie in so long um if i say forrest gump is that too oh do you experience hold on do you you get this too where like every person ever thinks it's really funny anytime you run past to be like run forrest run like all the way down to my family members and just like i only we hear that yeah it's not funny five days a week It's, it's not funny what do you think? Uh, the last time I heard that was um, Sunday in Minneapolis. Yeah, it's I ran brutal. by like a I ran by like a train station, and some lady was outside yelling it, and I just like looked, and I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. You're also that. dating yourself if you if you say run for us, run to someone, like that is not a new running insult. We just get called the worst of slurs when we run now, but instead. Oh yeah. Now yeah. It, it, that's what it used to be like. God or um. If you're wearing like half tights, just like some random mom just rolls down her window and cat calls you. Yeah, I'll take <laughs> that. Dude. That's fine. That is Never. better. But the very kind and funny homeless man that occupies the corner up here once told me I looked like a woman that had just run past him. So nice. I don't know. My half tights. We got some really Lansing has like the nicest homeless people. They're all super like super motivational. Um, yeah, we, we run by them. Like, there's two guys. They're always sitting on this park bench at the trailhead. So we'll run like a mile from campus and then we'll hit this trailhead. There's always these two guys drunk off their ass. Go for it. I'm like, yes. <laughs> at first, I thought he was go- saying go forest, but he was yelling go for it. Go for uh, it. That's funny. And like, I don't Even know just- what I'm going for, but yeah. The occasional, like, nice person in the side of the street. Like, we were shaking out and, like, Memphis for racing at Ole Miss, I think, and we were running past some guy, and he just like belligerently drunk at like 8 a.m. starts like humming, but very loudly the Rocky theme song. So just doing the the whole thing all the way through as we ran past. Absolutely, homeless people are the nicest people to run by, at least here. Like I've never I've never had a homeless person yell anything bad. My coach got chased by a homeless woman in Eugene. Uh, she was chasing him and yelling, "You want to beat my ass?" Oh my god! <laughs> and uh, he was just on a run, and like she started chasing him. Um, but no, the the nicest people, the people that I find most motivating, are absolutely the homeless people. I will agree. Here. Or just people yeah. that are drunk on the street. I don't know if they're yeah. homeless. Either they either way, yeah, I don't even want to say that people are homeless because they could just be hanging out. They're just this is how they go about their just day. Vibing, yeah. Yeah. There's this one yeah, guy. I know that, always out front of the cvs here i walk in with my girlfriend he like asked for money i was like i got you on the way out so i get him on the way out we're walking out and he's like 
damn, you got a bad sister, man. And I was like, oh. I was like, it's, it's not my cousin. She's not, my girlfriend's not my cousin. But I was like, no, it's my cousin. He's like, damn, we both know that's not your cousin, man. And then we just both left. It was so funny. It was really funny. Yeah, no, I like, I hate, I feel bad for assuming that these people are homeless, but like, they're just drunk on the street in the middle of the day and super chill. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm very happy we got your opinion on homeless people running past yeah, them. That that's is going to be the title. Of that this is thing. the content that we need today. Um, okay, yeah. want to get into a little game? Uh, let's do a game. Let's do a game. Okay, we'll go with the traditional this or that. So I'll ask both you two. Pick one or the other. All right, so Morgan will go first every time. Morgan, Powerade or Gatorade? Powerade. Powerade, Shay. Uh, we're Powerade school, so Powerade. I, Powerade? Gatorade? But I like Gatorade better, yes. I don't think it matters if we're Powerade school. You could say what? it. <laughs> we're fine. No, <laughs> I, no, I know, but like the bottle's Some cool. Powerade, this, it's a cooler bottle. Yeah. Some Powerade is good. Like a blue Powerade can be pretty good, but like for casual use or like post-workout, nothing's better than ice cold Gatorade. Gatorade's consistent, yeah, with yeah. their flavors. Yeah. Okay. I swear, if I had like a Gatorade contract lined up and I just ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I couldn't imagine that. No, we, uh, so it's funny. We're like a Coke school. Um, so our calves are all Powerade stuff. Mm -hmm. And then our athletics is Gatorade. Wow, that's and interesting. I literally, I don't really care, but Powerade's cheaper. So I always buy Powerade. Yeah, it is cheaper. Some of are better. It's easy. I think you can see the Gatorade tub in the back. I can see it. The yeah. orange, a the, the little bit like you yellow there. <laughs> That's funny. Just ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we hope you know how many deals lined up that we're ruining right now. But well, given, I don't anymore. yeah, I mean, I don't know how this next question is going to affect one. But given that we're both Nike schools, that's how I want to preface this one. Are you Pegasus guy or an Infinity guy, or something else? Are you a wild card? I'm a structure guy. You're a struck guy, oh, but they don't have structures anymore. Old models. I'm still getting still them. pulling the old I models. Okay. I think they just released a new structure, actually. Yeah, they they were bringing them back. Remember they used to have the Odysseys. Remember the Odysseys? The Odysseys. I never wore them. I never wore them. No. They were like casual. The lunar yeah. glides. That's what I. Yeah. Oh my God. We had teammates wearing lunar glides. Those, those guys are good. Those flyknit lunar glides were good. Shay, are you a pay? Do you have anybody that runs in the Infinity reacts? I do. Oh, a lot of people. Yeah. Do. Most of our most of our team does. Yeah. People are wearing the Invincibles now too, which is interesting. We had, uh, so Nike came to us and they were like, hey, we want to add the Infinity Reacts to your options for shoes. And they just tested a bunch of people who wanted a shoe like that. And almost all of them wound up with a stress injury. So oh, like, really? you got to break them in too. I, I love them. It's been the only Nike trainer that I've really like consistently used that I've liked. But I'm a big shoes or shoes guy. Um, and if you find something you like, like I just wore it. I think I... I wore Brooks in high school, like really, really high support Brooks. And I went to a shoe store and I'm like, this is what I wear in Brooks. I'm going to a Nike school. Um, what should I wear? And the guy's like structures. And I said, okay. And then now I get structures. I had an old teammate. He didn't believe in mileage on shoes. So like he ran at our school for four years and we ran a good amount of mileage. So he never believed that like a mileage, that mileage would ruin the shoe. So he would put like upwards of 2000 miles on a pair of pegs to where his feet were like completely molded into them. Also was the smartest kid I've ever met at the same time. So I thought that was a nice little dichotomy there is that he didn't believe in the mileage on shoes. Yeah. But we um, all had that one kid that just yeah. wore his pegs into the ground. Yeah. 
It was crazy. Did they not just disintegrate? They were just like, completely molded to his feet and so dirty and tattered and stuff. But I mean, it worked, and he never got a stress injury. How many years did he have him for? He he maybe got like a few pairs all of high school. We had a kid in high school who who said he put two thousand miles on a pair of shoes just because he didn't want to bear, buy another pair. But he didn't do it on purpose. It was just like, this is what I have. This is what I got to use. I think my standard is like, I go until, uh, until it's flat, like on my, I land on my toes Yeah. Um, yeah. or on the ball of my feet. So like, as soon as that's flat, I just toss them and that's it. You usually feel them when judgment? they're dead. I don't know. Um, okay. Next one. Are you a milk and coffee or just black coffee guy? I will, I have no issue drinking like pre-mixed, you know, just off the shelf coffee. Um, like the, the Dunkin' ones or like the Starbucks ones that you could just get off the shelf. Um, but most of the time when I brew my own coffee, I'm just too lazy. <laughs> what about you, Shay? Yeah, it's black it. for like, me. I'm yeah. out the door, like go. Yeah, I don't need milk. I see the, yeah, I see those little <laughs> Starbucks cups out. just straight black. Yeah. yeah. Mine depends, but I like black coffee. If the coffee's What's good, yours? black. Yeah. If the coffee's, like, good, real coffee, black. But if it's, like, cheap, yeah. crappy coffee, then, like, sometimes I might have to put a little cream It also depends. Am I, like, drinking this to go for a run in, like, an hour and a half? Yeah, Or yeah. am I, like, enjoying my day right now? Yeah. Big difference. So, coffee or espresso? That's the real espresso question. Espresso all coffee. the way. I like, I like sitting and enjoying my coffee, just relaxing with it. I like if I got to go somewhere, I'll get a couple shots of espresso. But I'm a five-hour energy guy, so five-hour energy. Anyone <laughs> watching this right now, you're the so, first guy I would ever, first sponsor I would ever want is five-hour energy. Just putting that out there. But no, I'm a five-hour energy guy. I used to be an addict, but I'm in remission. Nice. <laughs> Unless it's race um, day, then it doesn't count. Are you an espresso guy? Oh, yeah, on race day especially. I love I love espresso. Um my yeah. favorite thing is like wherever we go, I just find a bunch of coffee shops and see if they can make like these dumb drinks I find online. It's like dumb espresso drinks I find online. Most of them are like the same thing with a bunch of different names, like a Cortado or yeah, a Cortadito yeah. or uh God, I forgot whatever this place I just went called it, but like they were like a triple mixer foam thing. And I'm like, that's a Cortado. <laughs> okay. Um, well, number one, I'm bringing you a five hour energy when I see you at regionals. So you ever want, you want to just go jog through regionals right now. You got to pop a five before you, before you take an espresso. I promise you it works wonders. It's like jet fuel. But our next question, Porsche or Beamer? Oh, BMW. What do you got? Yeah, get, a, get a golden, one of the golden M3s. Yeah. Like pre, I, I are you pre in your golden MG right there? That's what no, Pre like you know the the championship yellow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the E forty sixes. If I could get one of those, like low mileage, super low mileage, I don't care what Porsche you're putting in my driveway. Okay, what about besides the M three? We take M three out of just the model thing. What are you going? Nine eleven. Any any nine eleven. Yeah. Model. Okay. I mean, there's like thirty of them, so. There you go. Like a GT three, absolutely. I love it. There's one I down the street from us. Yeah, there's one right here. Yeah. You can yeah, rent it actually. My, my friend had an old GT3, beautiful car. Yeah, it's a beast. Um, I think I'm gonna go Porsche. I don't know. I don't know what model either, but I don't know. Really nice BMW. I'm not a big car model guy. I just like the way cars look, and I tend to not remember what what they are. Seen an SUV. Yeah, I need a big car. I'm a Cayenne, big guy. I need Macan. a big car. But, oh God, don't get the Cayenne. Get a 
get an X5. The X5 looks so much better. I would get an X5 before I get a Cayenne. I wouldn't get a Cayenne. Cayenne's like a wealthy mom car, yeah. and that's okay, the not, Macan, the, not the vibe. Now we're just, you know, I'm going to substitute Porsche out as a whole character, like category, and we're just going to go Range Rover, and that's all. All right. I'm going to stick with content. Subaru. So. Subaru. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, that's a vengeance swap. To <laughs> Shay will just be rolling down in a Subaru. Okay, to wrap our episode up here, uh, we do a little thing where you two will compete for pride on a, a question, okay? So half of the question is going to be you two, other half is going to be the running listener one for a shirt. It's running trivia. We do it every episode to wrap things up here. Oh, and no. I try to skew it a little bit so that the guests might have a better shot. Okay. Okay, so the fastest mile ever run in Michigan, in the state of Michigan. Your guys' question is who did it? The listener question is, what was the time? Kevin O'Sullivan. No. Fuck. Nick Willis. There you go. Morgan won that one. 350. Something. That's going to be the listener question. We'll bleep it out. We'll bleep it out. 353.5 he ran. I was going to say 354. Yeah, 2014. He said, I was exhausted, but I was in the lead in front of my home crowd, and I couldn't relinquish it. Was it an indoor or outdoor? Outdoor. It was at the so Michigan I Track Classic. That was the fastest. Um, that was the fastest mile by a Michigan collegiate, too. Yeah. So yeah. between Michigan, Michigan State, Eastern, um, I mean Grand Valley and Saginaw Valley. Um, yeah. Grand and, Valley's got yeah. a good team. Grand Valley they does do. have a really good team. Yeah. They okay. Look at their facilities. They should be D one. No, no reason they shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah. Stay there's a there's a controversial opinion. People are gonna have to wait the entire episode to hear. <laughs> there we go. Um, my last thing. Well, uh, before we we let you go, is there any runner in the NCAA or pro right now that you kind of draw inspiration from? That you look at them and you try to model anything you do off of them, or you're inspired by? I do have to say, Abdi Nur's form, especially at the end of a race, is immaculate. Yeah, it's flawless. So bouncy and smooth, yeah. It's very, very hard to tell when he's tired. Like normally, I'm pretty good at reading people. Um, I think he he tends to give it away on hills in cross country, but other than that, that guy just looks invincible. Yeah, I don't think he gets tired. I think that's the real answer to that question. Oh, he gets tired, but it's very hard to tell. (laughs) We're gonna see how tired he gets in in about a month. Here, Here I I hope we can see how tired he gets. (laughs) Well. Thank you so much for yes. uh, for hopping on the pod with us, Morgan. It was a great time, as usual. Thank you for um, having me. Of course, it was a lot of course. fun. Good you, luck this season. Yeah, Wendy, Thank hold on. We'll do well. our we'll do our little outro real quick, yeah. and then before we get you.